my launch pad. Keep the kids at a safe distance. This is a job for... Darkwing Duck! Precisely. And now for a lesson in manners, you Martian miscreants. Take a hike, bub. I'm the hero in this precinct. No room for interstellar hooligans around here. Please, no need for thanks. with a b-rated movie i'm sure most of you guys heard of ed wood and plan nine from outer space but you know we get something similar like that okay guys welcome to the saint canard files a dark winged up podcast i'm your host will santana and i'm mike russo and as for what happened to the space aliens beats me <laughs> we have no clue it's a good running <laughs> joke man all right mike how's it going man yes i'm good i'm good um this episode itself didn't thrill me but i'm doing good Okay, I, I know you're you? not a fan of this episode. Uh, it's I, it's okay. I'm not going to say I like it or anything like that. I'm not crazy about it, but it's doable for me. Eh. <laughs> okay. You so know what? Man, I, oh, when we ahead. talked about Apes of Wrath, I said it then, mm-hmm. that just because you're a fan of Darkwing Duck doesn't mean you're obliged to love every episode. Oh, and, of course not. And, and even Tad Stones himself has said that no one's a big enough... Uh, you're not going to find someone harder on the show than he is. Mm-hmm. So... You know, so it's okay. Once in a while, there's episodes we don't like, and that's how it's, you know, not a big deal. Yeah, that's not that's not bad. I mean, out of 91, they can't expect you to like every single episode, you know? Yeah, it's just not possible. Yeah, even like with DuckTales, man, there was quite a few I didn't like, and then I'm not a fan of the Bubba season. I'm, I am like the season as long as he's not in it. <laughs> because because I love uh, I love Gizmo Duck so that's fine by me. I just um no, I've never liked Bubba going on record now. I don't like that character. I don't like those episodes. I know I know there are people who like him, but for the most part people don't like him. So um yeah, those episodes those episodes I'm not really into. But um yeah, there's there's no show I could think of where I love every single episode. Maybe The Simpsons up until about season 8. I can't think of any bad episodes of The Simpsons other than that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, Mike, you know, this episode... What, what, matter of fact, just name the episode real quick. It's Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlatan. Mm-hmm. Well, this episode basically set in a movie set, right? Yeah. So you wanted to discuss some film a little bit today before we get into our review. Yes, I did. Okay, and you wanted to discuss what are our favorite episodes. Do you... Or not episodes, our favorite movies, movies. of all time. Yeah, that's, that's a fun discussion to have. Okay, you didn't want to list them. You just wanted to just name some, throw them out there, maybe why we like them or something. Yeah, you know, it gives people who are listening a chance to get to know what our tastes are. It can't just be all Darkwing Duck, right? Yeah, of course not. Um, Do you want to go first or you want me to go first or you kind of want to go back and forth where I name one or two, you name one or two? Go back and forth. I'll start. Okay. Okay, so I've mentioned several times already. This is probably the fourth or fifth time I'll say it. I love Godzilla movies. I got into <laughs> God- <laughs> yeah, I got into Godzilla movies when I was um, seven. Mm-hmm. So we're talking almost no close to thirty-five years of watching these films. I I I love them all more. You know more 
the older ones, the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I know people make fun of them, the men in the suits, the, um, the cardboard buildings, which are, you know, it's not true. It's not cardboard buildings, but mm-hmm. they, they're, as long as you can shut your brain off for a lot of them and just put yourself in the mindset of back, you know, being back a kid back then, they're just fun movies. And I have a, you know, my interest in Godzilla is far over the years it really eclipsed Darkwing Duck. I have a massive Godzilla toy collection that right now is all in storage. Nothing's displayed at the moment. A few things are, but uh, most people who know me know I like Godzilla first and foremost. Um, I've been to Godzilla conventions. I've met a lot of people who worked on the Godzilla movies. A lot of my friends, especially on social media, Godzilla fans too. So yeah, those are my favorite movies pretty much of all time. Is the and, OG uh, is the OG Godzilla your favorite of all the Godzillas? Yes, the original Godzilla. Yeah, basically, oh. like I said, the older the older films from back well, you, in the day. Well, you know how I operate, so you got to throw that one out the window. What's your favorite Godzilla now? Now? No, I mean like you can't pick the OG Godzilla movie. What's your okay. favorite Godzilla? Oh, the very the very first one. I can't pick that one. That's yeah. never been my favorite anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, my all-time favorite is a movie called Destroy All Monsters that was made in 1968, and they have, like, all the monsters are in it. Okay. That's my all-time favorite. Um, you know what? I'll mention it if anybody's listening who happens to be interested. Um, you know the company Criterion? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a what? huge Criterion collection. They, as of um, a day, as, a, as of a day ago from this recording, Criterion put out a box set of all the old Godzilla movies, the first time anybody's ever had all of them together in one collection. Uh, Criterion just did that as their 1,000th title. Ooh, Criterion's going to be expensive then. It's Yeah, Criterion wants over 200 bucks for it. You can get it on Amazon for 160 you Better most wait for that are, Barnes & Noble sale. <laughs> that's what most people are doing, waiting for the Barnes & Noble sale. Um, <laughs> and it comes in this huge box with like a whole like a hardcover book and everything like that. So mm-hmm. anybody who likes, who's interested in checking these movies out, it's a good way to do it. And it's not, it's expensive, but when you consider how much you're getting, you're getting yeah. a lot. But moving on from Godzilla, tell me what you like. Um, my, well, that's funny. My top two favorite movies of all time are both Criterion movies. Uh, the, my number one is It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. I that's love that one. movie. Oh, yeah, I love it, man. I love how you got all the cameos from all the comedians during that time in the 60s. Um, I wish they would actually remake that movie like today with today's comedians. Like you throw in Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle, uh uh, what's that bird guy, the first name? Um, Chris Rock. Um, you know, throw all these comedians in there. Uh, Tiffany Haddish. Uh, mm-hmm. I wish they would remake that movie with today's uh, comedians, man. I think it would do well. You know, Probably. of course, of course, modify it, you know, instead of having helicopters chase them down, you know, GPS trackers and all that kind yeah. of stuff. You know? Probably wouldn't be as good, though. <laughs> of course, nothing would be as good as the original. And then um, my second favorite film of all time is another Criterion one. It's called Seven Samurai. Oh, I love that damn movie. That that's funny. This isn't gonna be the first time in the podcast that movie that I'm, that that movie's gonna come up. Funny enough, because <laughs> I'll be mentioning that sooner or later later on. So funny. That's actually uh, <laughs> interesting. You like that movie, huh? I love it to death, man. Kurosawa. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got another one you wanted to mention? I love 80s movies. Um, I love Gremlins. I love one of, my all, one of my all-time favorite. I actually like the sequel more. Me too. I love the sequel because it's just completely insane. 
Mm-hmm. It's like a living cartoon, basically, that movie. Um, <laughs> I also love The Goonies. Oh, I love and The Goonies. And Beetlejuice. I love Beetlejuice. And what's crazy about Beetlejuice is Michael Keaton is only in the movie 18 minutes. <laughs> it's, yeah, for a character whose name is in the title, it's he's not the main character. Yeah, and it's funny because I, I remember reading up on it, and they said Michael Keaton filmed all his scenes in one day. That doesn't shock me. <laughs> one day. All man. that makeup? <laughs> I'd only want to do that once. I know, right? 18 minutes. That's all he's in that movie, man. 18 minutes. But uh, uh, I guess for me to just quick, you know, briefly name some, uh, I love this movie called Mindhunters. It's with LL Cool J, Val Kimmer, and Kristen Slater. Um, saving Heard of it. Pri- never seen it. Yeah, You've never seen it. Oh, it's a great no, movie. No. It's a, it has a slow start. I will tell you that it's a very slow start. It's a movie about these FBI profilers. They're in training, and you know they they're solving this fake mystery, and but it turns into being something real. They're all dying, so they're trying to figure out who's the killer. You know. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, another one. Um, Slumdog Millionaire, Saving right, Private Ryan. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think more modern because I went old school with the other two. Boy, you're a big fan <laughs> of Oscar bait, aren't you? Um, the the um, Departed. I'm a huge fan of The Departed. Uh, okay. Yeah. That, that, that's a little. I don't want to stay on this topic too long. No. You got you got any more you want to name or you want to kind of move on? Yeah, the last things I some of my favorite movies are the uh, the original Jim Henson Muppet movies. I remember you saying that. Um, yeah, I, I have said that before. Uh, the Muppet movie, The Great Muppet Caper, Muppets Take Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I love those films. I can the Muppet, watch those. I've always been 50-50 with. You know, I like one here. I don't like one there. I like this one. Don't like that one. I'm kind of 50-50 with the Muppets. It depends on what era of Muppets you're watching. Mm-hmm. I do like really, the other one better. It kind of really goes downhill after Jim Henson dies. So did you like Fraggle Rock? You know what? I have not seen much of Fraggle Rock. Mm. My wife is more familiar with it. I'll have to get the complete DVD set sooner or later so I can really watch it. Okay. And didn't Jim Henson also do Dark Crystals? Yes. Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. Okay. Oh, I love Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Dark Crystals. Uh... Yeah. Dark Crystals tough because it's... But it has a huge fan base and cult, man. You know, It's uh... a very well-made film, technically, but... Mm. Um... Yeah, I'm just not crazy about it. Yeah, me neither. Labyrinth <laughs> is better, though. Okay. All right, so let's go ahead and move on, Mike. And uh, let's move on to our episode. Yep, Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlatan. Which uh, um, I had no idea what that episode title was even referencing as a kid. Um, it's actually referencing an older movie called Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte, a 1964 psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I had no idea what... I didn't even know what a charlatan was when I was a kid. It took me mm-hmm. years to figure out what that was. Um, so yeah, that's the title of the episode. And yeah. oh, go ahead. I was gonna right. ask you our, our production date or production yeah. order and air date. So yeah, the original air date was Wednesday, September twenty fifth, nineteen ninety one, and we're still going. Like every single day is a new episode. It won't be too long before that, you know, the reruns start coming in. <laughs> and um, it's twelfth uh, in production order. So actually, it comes Ooh, right after there. Trading Faces. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our second Tuscanini show. Uh, remember I said back back you know a few episodes ago that Film Flam was the third Tuscanini show. Mm-hmm. His first episode, it will not be airing for a long time. Oh, wow. So this is his second one. So do we have a while before we see Tuscanini again? No, um, his next episode comes up in a little bit. Okay. His, next, his next one by air date is Slaves to Fashion. 
right. We're getting closer to my boy, too, ain't we? Yeah, not too many episodes between now and then. Okay, okay. All right. And our story editor in, editor in this episode is um, a new one, Bruce Talkington. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, his his career was basically all Disney shows. Um, he got his start, now I haven't mentioned this yet, um, in 86 on a Disney television special called The Fluppy Dogs. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No. It was a, it was a, a pilot for a TV show that never got picked up. It came out in 86. Right after Gummy Bears, and he he wrote that. That was his first writing assignment for Disney, um, and he basically just did Disney shows. Um, he died in 2000 at the age of 51, which is really young. Mm-hmm. And I tried to figure out why, and for the life of me, I could not find any info on why he passed away so soon. Um, he also was a story editor on the next episode. We're going to talk about Can't Buy You Love as well. It was also written by Carter Crocker. We mentioned him. So, yes. Yeah, so, and it was animated by Sun Wu. And okay. out of all the Sun Wu episodes, I think this might be one of their worst in terms of animation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you, you agree, right? I definitely agree. Uh, with Sun Wu's up to this point, they've been solid. I think they've been decent. Nothing yeah. spectacular. They always have... Two scenes that seem minimum that like you like whoa that looks really nice you know yeah that's absolutely but true this episode I didn't get anything though no it's the first sequence is that was the o- potential that was yeah. the potential one <laughs> and the character animation itself is all right in the first scene mm-hmm. the characters are a little off model but the drawings are kind of funny. And then after that, just the animation falls apart. Mm-hmm. Like everything takes place in broad daylight and there's just no character to it. Yeah. And it's just a lot of Darkwing is weird and like off model and like wait, he's drawn way too tall and his beak is overly simplified. There's nothing interesting in this episode. And mm-hmm. it's a shame, but eh, you know, there are, you know, there are a few episodes of worse animation than this, but this is probably the worst Sun Wu show mm-hmm. um it doesn't help the episode because this episode this episode to me is hard to watch from a writing editing and animation standpoint so it's not just Sun Wu's fault mm-hmm. um but you know what let's just jump into the plot and talk about the episode all right let's get into it you know it starts off with Darkwing driving through St. Canard which is kind of cool you get to see some of the city and stuff I just felt like that was a blown animation scene. That was a scene that they could have really wowed us with him driving on the bridge, the skyscrapers in the background, lights on, yeah. lights off, you know? Uh, you know, I, I don't want to stay on the animation too long, but, you know, no. Dark was driving through the city, and he's he's kind of narrating or speaking in, what, third person? You know kinda, him. Speaks yeah. in third person, you know, goes on and on about what he's doing. That's Darkwing. Mm-hmm. But then he has to stop because he has to pick the kids up from the movies. Yeah, he has to pick them up from the movies, and he notices a UFO flying by. (laughs) Right, so he automatically gets the assumption that St. Canard is being invaded by aliens. Yep. But it is, and it's just a movie movie shoot. Yeah, yeah, he's interfering, and he jumps in, and (laughs) he doesn't realize he's in the movie for a moment. Yeah, the way he acts in this opening scene, if... I was Tuscanini, 
I'd be aggravated with him too. Mm-hmm. You know, he just jumps right in. He he won't leave the actors alone. Mm-hmm. When he when he finds out it's not really an alien invasion, he won't stop. <laughs> you know, he is he he is such a specific way that he thinks a hero on film should be that he's just he's he's insane. Um, and Goslin begs him to stay. She wants to watch the movie. Yeah. And it, they do one of those jokes where he tells her no, but they cut to the next shot and she got her way. Mm-hmm. Well, we we in this scene though, we also get to meet Gloria Swansong. Was that that her name, Swansong? Yeah, and um, the um, the owner of the movie studio, uh, AF Eric. Eric, where they kept accidentally calling him Ferret. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole running gag. They call him Ferret over and over again. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they're both in this scene. So AF Eric is um. He's voiced by Richard Karen. I don't have much to say about him. Um, 1979, he was working in live action. I think this character might be one of his earliest animation roles in 91. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just one of those people who are in a little bit of everything. Um, his last role was in 2000, and he passed away in 2017 at the age of 82. Oh, we just lost him. Just lost him. And Gloria Swansong was voiced by a woman named B.J. Ward, She's one of those people who's, again, in a little bit of everything. Even if you don't recognize her voice, you probably recognize the name. Mm-hmm. And she was working in live action and animation starting in 78, and she's in a little bit of everything. Like, literally, a little bit of everything in every decade. Her last credit was in 2016. Um, I I don't know if she retired or she hasn't done something, you know, done much recently, but... Yeah, so Richard Karen and BJ Ward are our guest voices in this one. And, I just gotta um, mi- I just gotta mention that she voiced Scarlet in uh, GI Joe because I gotta give a oh. shout out to Michael Bell with that. You know, Michael Bell's well, really known for GI Joe. <laughs> well, there you go, a little bit of everything. Yeah. And Tuscarini is here with a design change. Mm-hmm. He's um, who would you say he's modeled after? Spielberg. You could say Spielberg or Lucas. I can see that. He's got the big beard and the baseball hat and the vest. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is Spielberg, but you're right. It could be Lucas, but it's not the typical Tuscanini design. But um, it's still Kenneth Mars, and the Penguins are still there. Mm -hmm. And um, so one of the actors gets injured by a ray gun that actually is loaded. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The, The main actor. Yeah, and Dark, poor Darkwing ends up in the newspaper for not doing anything about it. What was his name? Uh, Space Duck, wasn't it? I think it was something like that. Because yeah, the, the name of the movie was Space Duck Teenage Mutant... Martian Mallards. Martian Mallard the 12th. <laughs> yeah, and obviously that's Ninja Turtles back when they were still popular. Oh, yeah. And um, there is a running gag in this. Every time um, Darkwing goes over to Tuscanini, he addresses him by a favorite famous movie director Mm -hmm. he calls him hitch you know who that is right hitchcock of course yeah of course hitchcock the bird psycho vertigo um later real quick real quick what's your favorite hitchcock movie i'm gonna say the birds no psycho 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 Psycho. Psycho. i don't think there's any other answer for that one how about yours uh i can't think of the name of it's the one where they're on the train and they switch places the, or switch murders or something. Ooh, not sure. Uh, we will have to check that one out later. Let me Google and, it real quick while you keep talking. 
Next up, we got a, he says Akira. And again, we're getting back to Akira Kurosawa. Seven Samurai, uh, Rashomon, The Hidden Fortress. So mm-hmm. yeah, one of the greatest directors that ever came out of Japan. Um, and then he calls him Orson. Orson, Orson Welles. Wells. Orson oh, Welles. And the name of the movie. List, the name of the movie, Strangers on a Train. There we go. That's what I yeah. thought it was, but I didn't want to be wrong. So thank you for checking <laughs> that out. So ahead, Orson Welles. Speaking of, this will be the only time I'm going to get a chance to talk about this. Orson Welles. If you want to hear something really nuts, go on YouTube and find the video of Orson Welles trying to do a commercial. And he's having a hard time doing it because he feels it's beneath him. Mm. And he's being all belligerent and he's cursing and he's just... He's just being difficult. And then after you watch that, go find the Pinky and the Brain cartoon called Yes Always, where it's just the brain doing pretty much word for word that Orson Welles thing. Mm-hmm. Now, anybody, if you have not seen that, Will, you need to see that. Okay. Because it's, it's, it's hilarious. I'll tell you more about it later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he calls him Hitch. Um, Ingemar, I don't know who that is. I have... But I looked and I couldn't – I have no idea. And Akira and Orson. I find that pretty cool. And they keep <laughs> referencing the directors. Okay, so um, Darkling decides to go back to the movie studio and figure out what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, find out why this movie was sabotaged. And Goslin and Honker sneak off after him because they want to – I think Goslin wants to make her own movie. Yeah, she seems to, like, keep bringing up how she got all these ideas and stuff. Yeah, I – Gosling and Honker, I feel like, don't really have to be in this one starting from this point. They could have been in the beginning, fine, but once Drake leaves the house, mm-hmm. he is not shown with Gosling and Honker throughout the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. They they follow him into the movie studio, and then they don't really matter in the episode. And yeah, they, like just, they just kind of show up for, like, gags here and there. Yeah, they don't. You could take them out, and the episode wouldn't change. Yeah. Um, so Darkwing, he Drake, that I should say, shows up in the at the uh, the studio, and then changes in the Darkwing. And that's and, when we get our first uh, terror in the night line, right? Yep. He says, "I am the hair in the lens of your projector." <laughs> and um, have you ever watched an old movie and you see a little squiggly line on the bottom of the screen that just stays there on screen? Yep. That's that's a hair stuck in the projector. <laughs> and that's what that's what Darkling is referencing. Um, yeah. There is a um, there's it's a like, great there's a great Tex Avery cartoon where you think there's a hair in the projector, but then the character leans over, pulls out the hair, and tosses it aside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so then we have this security guard. Yeah, we have the uh, a classic security guard sequence where someone's trying to get into a movie studio and. Uh, Security guard won't let it happen. It's, you know, it, it happened to Daffy Duck. There was a couple of Tiny Toons episodes where Plucky couldn't get into a movie studio. And that's like the whole basis of uh, Animaniacs, isn't it? With the guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, Darkwing keeps getting kicked out of the studio. I do like this scene where he plays on the guard's emotions. Oh, yeah. It, make, it makes him cry. And then he realizes he got no kids. <laughs> and the guard goes... There's no structure to my universe. <laughs> and the guard is voiced by Jim. Uh, much much like the guard in the last episode, Trading Faces. The guard um, looked like the police officer from um, 
Uh, what's the name of the episode? Easy comes, easy grows. Yeah, it does kind of look like him, doesn't kind it? Kind of like they kind of they just kind of made him bigger, you know? Right. Yeah. So Darkwing ends up at the uh, the screening where um, AF Eric's all aggravated because Darkwing ruined the ruined the movie, mm-hmm. and he just wants Darkwing to go away. I mean, the way Darkwing acts in this one, I don't really blame him. Um, Darkwing is so dense that he thinks a fly in the projector is an innocent bystander. <laughs> and um so i like this other joke goslin and honker are in a tour bus and the tour guide says the top half of the building was constructed in 1925 but the bottom half was constructed in 1929 that makes absolutely no sense and who voiced the tour guide i don't know katie lee was it katie katie lee oh good <laughs> okay, I I did not know that. I I was gonna guess so it could have been Christine, but yeah, Katie, that works. Mm-hmm. I can I can hear it in my head now. Yeah, Katie. <laughs> um, and then and then Tusk- we get uh Tuscanini meeting up with the penguins. Yeah, he reveals his plan. And I, I before we get in, well, he he reveals his plan, but before we reveal what the plan was, I love the way that scene ended. Yes. Okay, but let's get back to the plan. <laughs> okay, so his pl- so he reveals the um the studio was sitting on top of oil, because of course it is. Um, and, and what he's he wants- trying to buy it, right? Well, he's trying to sabotage the movie so that the studio loses money, so um AF Eric will sell it to someone for cheap. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's trying to buy it. And um, I do like how the scene ends. Oh yeah, Iris out. Yeah, Iris out. <laughs> um, you know what? When they use Tuscanini like that, it makes me like him more. Mm-hmm. He's not my favorite, but I feel like every so often they do something like that, and I'm like, you know, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And um, so yeah, what are the um? Oh, this sequence is kind of neat, where um, Darkwing and Launchpad are trying to hide from the guard by dressing up in different disguises. Yeah, we get them uh, boxing. We get them sitting on the bench like they're in love. Yeah, the John uh, and Marsha thing. Yeah, sword fighting. Um. And I think they do this mainly because they have to give you something fun visually. Because Launchpad gives us this big info dump. Oh about, yeah, they, about, about Gloria, Gloria and the Phantom. Tw- yeah, some she had what twenty seven husbands and they're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> When I heard that, it made me think of the movie Clerks when he was like, and she was like, something like 37 or 36, was it? 37. 37. <laughs> In a row? Yeah, for the, for, you know, for the sake of keeping this a uh, G-rated podcast, that's all yeah. we're going to say about Clerks. Yeah, we can't um, <laughs> Good movie, though. I do like it. It's one of the few Kevin Smith films I still like, even as an adult. Um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, so I think the part of the reason they did all the disguises is so that all that info Launchpad gives us, at least. He gives it to us, but it's still fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It seems like Launchpad always gives us the info when it comes to the film. Yeah, well, Launchpad knows about this stuff more than Darkwing ever would. But then again, mm-hmm. he did say he read it in a tabloid. Yeah. That's very Launchpad. <laughs> but now we know there's a phantom lurking around. Yeah, and then uh, uh, another actor is injured. Yeah, because um, I don't. Nobody knows what happened to the aliens, but now they're filming a completely different scene with a count and a countess, mm-hmm. and um, Darkwing gets hit with a um, uh, stage light, and then what? He drops a chandelier on the actor, right? Yep. And again, he ends up in the newspaper for doing nothing. 
Yeah, <laughs> they clowned him in the newspaper, and the tour guide repeats exactly what the newspaper article said. <laughs> on your on your right, Darkwing Dope, incompetent crime fighter. <laughs> and then, of course, think, things couldn't get any more annoying. The security guard shows up. Oh, <laughs> Darkwing yeah. goes, go ahead, impose on my good nature. <laughs> and then the, the staging in this shot is funny. You got AF Eric on the phone, and Darkwing flies by in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's on the phone with somebody trying to buy the studio for like twenty five thousand or something like that. Yeah, that's that's a ridiculously low amount of money. <laughs> and then they add like one more cent or something to it. Yeah, because <laughs> he says he's not gonna sell it, and then Darkwing flies by, and he go, and he goes, he's like twenty thousand and five. I'm listening. <laughs> and then, and then uh, uh, gods and haunt pop up. Yeah, our little gorehound shows up. Her her horror movie idea is about fish killing people, including <laughs> they start ripping people's necks open. She she like literally says ripping people's necks open. Yeah. <laughs> that that I don't know if this was my kid I'd get her into therapy. I, know, I love right? you I love you very much Goslin but you need some help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh Gaz and Hunk they find the phantom costumes. Yes, cuz basically cuz they have to hide from Darkwing. Yeah. It's like this whole plot is just the two of them trying to hide from Darkwing. So yeah, they find phantom costumes and uh and um this is where DW gets his big break. Tusker Nini hires him. Yeah, because Tusker Nini fit, you know, now Darkwing's in the way and the only way to get rid of him is to kill him. Yep. So he he hires him so he can kill him. And I feel like Darkwing Darkwing is like way too dense. Like Tusker Nini is one of his enemies. And like he's trusting him completely and does not question what's going on, like that Tuscany could possibly be at fault, like at any point until the very end of the episode. Yeah. Like he's way too. Usually Darkwing is not that trusting when it comes to the villains. Mm-hmm. I, I um, think it, I think the way they sold it is because his ego with I, I'm a yeah. star. That's how they kind of sold it, you know. But like you said though, I do agree with you. Um, I do we, like the very beginning. I never mentioned it. Darkwing recognizes Tuscanini and he goes, don't you know me from somewhere? And Tuscanini says, never been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he so he decides to hire Darkwing and keeps trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. And we get a little scene with Launchpad. He keeps running into different phantoms. Yeah, and he's talking. He's like, it seemed like he was searching, though. He's like, here, phantom, phantom. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta so. find something for Launchpad to do now that he's not really necessary for the plot. Yeah. Um, so we have three phantoms. I mean, we know one is Goslin. And Hunter, we can yeah. we can tell one is the pe- the penguin just by the beak. We don't know who the third one well, is we, yet, though. It could be a legitimate phantom. We don't know. There's one more with glowing green eyes, and we don't know who this guy is. Yeah. Um. But so then yeah. Darkwing gets his own dressing room, mm-hmm. and uh. The name of his movie is Citizen Duck. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Another yeah. another Orson Welles shout out. I know, right? <laughs> and, but then uh, uh, Gloria is refusing to work with him at first. Yeah, because every time Darkwing is around, something bad happens. I wouldn't want to work with him either. Mm-hmm. And he starts questioning where the aliens are again. Oh, that's it's hilarious. Because this is like the third time he mentions it, ain't it? Tuscany says, um, it's because we're aliens in our own society. <laughs> but then uh, DW's reading his script, and what happens, Mike? Well, um, he's trying to do the um, 
he's trying to act in the, the movie, right? And Tuscany keeps dropping things on him. Oh, man. <laughs> Pianos, uh, rocks. A car, uh, an anvil, and an <laughs> elephant. But we all know Darkwing doesn't go down that easy. Oh, of course not. So, yeah. Um, so next, he has to take drastic measures. So he has him jump out of a plane with a defective parachute. But he saved, though. Who saves him? A Phantom. We a know with Phantom. Phantom, but we can't say which one yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he, he lands on a mattress. But he goes right through it, so that probably hurt regardless. <laughs> Can I just say that after a while, I found AF Eric kind of annoying. It's just me. No, nah, I found him annoying from the very beginning. But they cut to a scene of him screaming, like, it's a phantom, it's a phantom, you and your dead husbands. It's like, oh my god, dude, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang, you were that annoyed? <laughs> well, it's just the voice. Not mm-hmm. even the knock the voice actor. It's just it's the voice they give him. Okay. Um, you know me. I play up. I play up how I feel about it. Um, so then they have Darkwing in a random haunted house. Well, that's when he began his search for the Phantom, correct? Yeah, I guess they were kind of going for a Scooby Doo thing. They had you know to what? have it because yeah. you get a Phantom going in and out of doors. See, I, I I thought they were going for the Haunted Mansion because, you know, it's Disney, but I could see Scooby-Doo. But once you do a scene of characters going in and out of doors like that, that's mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo. Like, yeah. that, that's, that's definitely what it is. It's so played <laughs> out. Maybe not then, but it's played out now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, Isn't it kind of weird when Launchpad sees a phantom and he crashes into something and his head gets stuck in his body yeah. and, stays, <laughs> and stays that way like he's headless? <laughs> Because oh, you, you see that the one phantom that the one we don't know is like just carrying Launchpad under his arm and he has no head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just whoever made that decision to keep him that way. <laughs> it's it's weird. And then um, so Darkwing gets electrocuted by a camera, flies out of the haunted house, ends up with Tuscanini, and then we just blow through the climax of this episode. Oh yeah, that... like, the, like the last two three minutes, it's just bam, 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 bam. They blow right through it. So... I did, I did like though once he's captured and uh, they throw Tuscanini throws him in the wagon. Uh, Gloria just starts naming all of her husbands. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, man. I think um, some of the ones she names are intentional references because she says Bud and Lou. Those are the you know the first names of Abbott and Costello, mm-hmm. and she says Oliver and Stan, and that's Laurel and Hardy. Oh, okay. I don't know. She does a few more, but I I my my brain didn't pick up on anything. But I know some of those are references. Okay, yeah. She, it, I mean, she couldn't even name them all. She because you could t- you could see her uh, facial expression. She was thinking hard. <laughs> you know, like yeah. <laughs> and I do like. Probably my favorite scene in the episode is where Darkwing has to rewind the whole episode in his mind. I love that part, man. And go through it. Like, he's all tied up, but he's walking around, like, all the still shots, mm-hmm. trying to, like, piece together what's happening. And, and how does he end that, though, before he kind of figures it out? <laughs> <laughs> and the space aliens? I just don't know! Because <laughs> it is funny. The movie was a space alien movie, and then it just went all over the place, you know? Yeah. <laughs> A little bit of me thinks they did this last bit 
because the episode was all over the place. So by having Darkwing get up and piece it together is just reminding the audience of the sequence of events. Mm-hmm. But they, if that's why they did it, they did it in a really clever way. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's the, my favorite part of the whole episode, him piecing it all together and then the, the alien joke, you know? And then he goes, I ended up tied in a wagon with everyone and his brother. <laughs> so then we get three phantom reveals in a row. Yep. The first phantom, the penguins. Obviously, you can't mistake the beak. Yep. The second phantom shows up with a noisemaker. Cape gets caught in a camera, and it's Goslin and Honker. And then and we get then the third one. The third phantom. And that one even scares Tuscanini. And well, uh, the phantom captures. Ca- yeah, everyone's okay, I was going to say he captured now. him Tuscanini, first. Yeah. everybody. And the phantom throws off his cape, pulls off his mustache. It's the security guard, but it's not even the security guard. It's one of Swan Song's husbands, Newt Glimmer. What a name. Yeah. And it was funny because she couldn't even remember his name at first. She was like, that's my first husband. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you were married 20-something times, you wouldn't remember either. <laughs> oh, man, I thought that was hilarious. She couldn't even remember him right away, her first husband. <laughs> but he gets a super fast defeat. He's barely a villain. Oh, yeah. Like, he He's like a villain for like, what, 10 seconds? Not even that long. Yeah, because the Darkwing does his... What is it? He uses his gas gun, right? To shoot a little pellet, and then an arm comes out and puts yeah, a hammer him. into the ground, and the oil shoots him off into the sky. Yeah. Like, he's bit. Like, it could have made him out to be a bigger villain than he is, but he's the absolute nobody, you yeah. know? And um, so everyone's out of the wagon except Tuscanini and the villains, and the penguins, I mean. And uh, so then, with all the oil, you know, A.F. Eric decides he can make whatever he wants. So Goslin, again, obsessed with zombies, mm-hmm. like really obsessed with zombies. And um, Launchpad mentions the iris. He doesn't say yeah. what it is. No, he uh, doesn't. I, li- I like those little circles that get smaller and smaller until they're all black. <laughs> and then um, Darkwing says if he was directing it, he would just say, cut. Yep. And, th- and I like how the background goes black behind him and he's still in the shot. Yeah, he's still in the shot and then everything ends. Yeah. You know what? This episode is not one of my favorites by an absolute long shot. It's probably close to the bottom for me. But when, it, when it's clever, it's clever. Mm-hmm. But it isn't clever enough. You okay. know? Well, you're making a fair argument. Uh, I mean, I I enjoy it. It's not one of my favorites. It's not one of my worst ones. It kind of... I, I don't want to say it's average it's like just slightly below average because there's yeah. some parts in it that kind of picks it back up you know for for me i can't speak for you for me it kind of picks it up you know with dark queen putting the whole piece together the ongoing alien jokes you know the different movie sets because we got different movie sets in it you know we got aliens you got ufos you got boxing uh yeah wild, wild wild west you know but it's, I, it's all I, over the place i feel like there's some missed potential you know, they could have done a lot more with the movie studio idea. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, down the line, when they turn their attention to TV in Twitching Channels and A Star is Scorned, those two episodes blow this one away. <laughs> you know, especially A Star is Scorned. That one's one of my, one of my favorites. Um, but this one's okay. It's an early episode, too. Okay. You know, and like I always say, you can't be too hard on these earlier ones. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that's Hush Hush Sweet Charlatan. So how many gas gun canisters are you giving this one, Mike? Two. Two? Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, I'm going to give it two and a half. And the reason why I think I like it a little bit more than you, like I said earlier, was the when they piece the whole when Darkwing pieces the whole crime together. Uh, I like a lot of the jokes, the alien jokes, like, where's the aliens? Uh, mm-hmm. I like the tour guide little side jokes. Uh, I like the Gloria jokes, how she has the 27 husband. She can't right. remember their names. And then she's trying to remember all their names. It, it has some jokes here and there, but there are some things that, you know, the Goss and Honker thing, like you said, it wasn't there. You didn't really need it. You didn't need all the phantom, uh, the, the main phantom at the end, the villain, you know, eh, it was like a little twist to it, but it didn't do much, you know? Yeah. The episode also jumps around a lot. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden you with one character, then it's like a new scene and then another character shows up. It doesn't flow as well as I wish it did. Yeah, I think if the animation was a little bit better, I think I would have liked it more. I think I would have yeah. given it a three. If the animation was pumped up some, I definitely would have liked it a little more. Well, that's going to be next episode. That okay. would, be, would be probably a lot lot less than average if the animation wasn't so good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're take, getting a break from Sun Wu for at least one episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's this episode. Um, do we really have any characters to rate? you want to rate Nah, i mean tusker need we we've already rated him i'm not rating newt yeah yeah (laughs) tusker need episodes get better from here on i mean there's only three more okay but the the remaining three are better than the first two at least in my opinion okay he He does get better what episode we got next mike can't buy you love our first meet meeting with um jambalaya jake and gumbo Mm mm-hmm which I know he doesn't have many fans, but I'm okay with the episode, like I said, because it has good animation, but I am not going to say more than that. You catch us next time with that one. Okay. Might, uh, I might be kind of putting you on the spot here, but what's our next Saturday morning one? Our next Saturday morning one is Fungus Among Us. Ooh, I like that yep. one. We're getting the Morgana. <laughs> me and you are so obsessed with getting the Negaduck and the Quacker Jack that... <laughs> Morgana's coming first. <laughs> We're getting her first. But I and like Morgana. You're kind of on the fence with her. No, right? I have I have my feelings toward Morgana. I like Morgana, but I like. We'll get to her. You okay. know, we'll talk about her. And um, like I said, one of the last times we recorded, I'm excited because Fungus Among Us. I will finally get to watch it mm. in on Disney Plus. Okay, yeah, Disney Plus is about to launch, even though y'all gonna hear this way after Disney way, Plus. Way, way, <laughs> way, way, way after. Yeah. So I hope I hope you guys are enjoying Disney Plus. I'm sure we will, but no. <laughs> Hello from the distant past. Okay. Well, okay, Mike, so, I, I'm yeah. gonna give a shout out real quick, man. Uh, I want to give a shout out to. Oh my God, I have no idea how to pronounce this name. To Rack Herbst. Have you seen? I, I know who he, I know who that is, and I think that's probably as close as you're gonna get. Okay, so if I mispronounce that, I apologize big time. But I definitely appreciate how active you've been on the page, liking, sharing. Uh, you know, shout out to you, man, uh, or she. I think it's a she because she has a webby uh, oh. profile icon. Oh, okay. I could be wrong. If it's a he, I definitely apologize again. <laughs> All right, and Mike, where can they listen to us, man? You can listen to us on Pocket Cast. There you go. Remember you went there it. first. You went there first. Uh-huh. <laughs> a Stitcher, Spotify, Apple devices, Google Play, over at YouTube. That last one I can't remember. 
What's that uh, other one? Um, public radio, I think, or radio, radio public. Radio public. Yeah. yeah. So again, we're all over the place. You know, wherever okay. you like listening to your podcast, go over there and enjoy. And if your podcast app lets you uh, rate and review, please do that. I know iTunes does it as well. But, you know, let us know how we're doing. Okay. And matter of fact, somebody inbox me. Tell me what you like to hear or, you know, on, on the podcast, you know. If there's something you would like for us to include, I'm not saying we're going to do it, but definitely, you know, give us some like, suggestions. What would you like us to discuss at the beginning of an episode? Are there any flash quack ideas you guys have? Mm-hmm. You know, we're always up for some ideas for that. All Those right. seem to be happening monthly now, so if anybody has any good ideas for that, we're up, you know, we're up for it, you know. Okay. Um. So, yeah, that's it for tonight. Yeah, that's it for tonight, guys. We hope you enjoyed it, and make sure you stay dangerous. Have a good night.